This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Manners maketh man. Do you know what that means? I'm the Homelander. Mm-hmm. And I can do whatever the fuck I want. So many feelings flying around anyways. This is Sparta! Do you not hear the crazy? Aloha! What is up everybody and a happy aloha. It's Friday night and it's time for independent comics and independent wrestling on your favorite podcast, Indie Alley. What's happening, Fred? What's up? Yeah, no, same old, same old. Just keeping busy, mm-hmm. keeping off the tweets because the tweets are ugly. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I've, I've been doing the same thing because I'm trying to find some positivity and you're not going to find it on social media. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. I hate to say it. Especially, we picked we picked two hobbies that seem to, like, go off every two weeks. You know, maybe we need yeah, to, Yeah, you like... ever remember? I was going to say, do you ever remember? You remember Police Academy, right? Uh-huh. Remember with that big dude when they, it was, like, the new recruit season? I think it was, like, episode three, maybe episode two. And yeah. the guy had like the big bowl of Cheerios and his cat took a shit in it. Yeah. And he still ate from it. Uh-huh. I feel like somebody's shitting in my cereal every day on social media. Every damn day. <laughs> so I just try to stay off, man. I wake up happy. I mean, Monday morning at the crack of dawn, the wrestling went to hell. And I was like, well, at least the comics are being nice this week. So I kind of focused on the comics. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're not buying dynamite. Yeah, as long as you're not buying dynamite or something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yes. so what'd you watch? Yeah. Anything besides wrestling? Uh, I've watched a lot of wrestling, and that's about it this week. I've been on Wrestling Overload, um, wow. a lot of Mud Show stuff. Um, we watched the Boner Yard, of course. Remember? Oh um, yeah, Talking Shop Mania. Talking Shop um, Mania. That shit was incredible. I, I, yeah, and I even watched uh, Monday Night Raw to remind myself that even though I might not enjoy the product on Wednesday, uh, it's still better on Wednesdays <laughs> than Mondays. <laughs> Dude, if you want to watch like NXT again, just watch an hour of Raw, and you'll be you'll run back to NXT. <laughs> you'll, yeah, you'll be like, "Ooh, man, yeah, good stuff." I didn't watch anything, man. I just watched wrestling. I watched Talking Shop. Talking Shop was awesome. You said, I thought you weren't going to get any wrestling. You were saving money. I go, that's really not wrestling. I don't know what it is I just watched, but it really wasn't wrestling. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you summed it up correctly. Like It was like jackass meets uh, like some sort of wrestling, and yeah. it kind of was very... Yeah. Especially when I saw like the, the It's Not Hornswoggle or something, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, that's this is definitely like some jackass. Yeah, it's some crazy stuff. They did some messed up things, and man, I was talking about some rated R stuff. They didn't mess around. So, mm-hmm. so you're telling yeah. me I didn't even put it together what's going on that he's Chico. I didn't realize that what's his name is Chico, um, the New Japan guy. Um, oh, um. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but uh, Rocky Romero. Yeah, Rocky Romero. Yeah, I didn't Rocky. put it together. I watched the whole show and didn't realize Rocky Romero was Chico. Oh, you didn't you didn't know that until I asked yeah, you, and then you're yeah. like, wait, 
That's like, <laughs> duh. That's why he's not at commentary. Duh. Yeah, I was like, all these they, things. I was like, you're so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were, they were like, hey, where's Rocky? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, that is Rocky. Uh huh. <laughs> and then when I was watching his mannerisms and stuff and his fake um, Mexican accent, I was like, yeah, that's Rocky. <laughs> Oh, that's classic stuff. <laughs> I guess we should jump into the comics then, since we didn't watch anything comic related. I, I know I did it, so yeah. hopefully, is the boys coming up soon? I think I think it starts uh, September fifth. Don't don't uh, quote me on the date, but it it's definitely in September, like the first week or so. Mm, gotcha. No, I was going to ask you if you were going to start us off. Yeah, I was going to jump right into one because it kind of segues from what we were. You know, I it's about a movie. Um, I read the last um, issue of the second arc of um, The Old Guard. The Old Guard Force Multiplies. And it was really good. And what an ending. I don't know if you've read it. So if you haven't read it, let me know so I don't spoil. Uh, Greg Rucka, Leonardo Fernandez, da, um, Daniela Mewa. And lettered by Jody Wynn. Uh, have you read it? No, I haven't. But you can spoil away. I don't. I'm. I'm not worried about spoilers. But it could I'll spoil the show. Oh, so that's why. With it being a show now, I'm a little more cautious about spoiling it. Let's no, just. I wouldn't even worry about that because I mean it's like two years from now before they put it out, right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, well, especially with the pandemic. Um, the Asian character that you see at the end of the the movie they just get the one that was under the sea she plays a more prominent role in this second arc you don't know that until about issue three because it's a big reveal but since they revealed it in the movie it's not a spoiler um but something happens with her and our main character andy to for in the last issue and it changes the whole dynamic of everything you know so andy song. really dies huh no she doesn't die at least in the comics, she doesn't die. She doesn't die. But some choices are made and some things happen. Um, the guy that got kicked out of the in, the in the movie, the guy that got kicked out of the team is back on the team. Um, just a lot of neat. And then um, great fighting. And Andy goes fucking berserker. She goes like Wolverine-style berserker in this issue and kills tons of people. I love like, this comic. Like John Wick? Like John Wick. Like, John Wick couldn't be killed. That's why I say Wolverine crossed with John Wick. And I just love yeah. this comic. It's a great-looking comic. I like the faces, you know? They're, they're so different and distinct from your normal comic book. You know what I mean? Some bigger noses, mm -hmm. some, some longer faces, a lot of emotion. Um, yeah, we comics. definitely need some bigger nose love, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, bigger nose love. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I've, if you haven't um, got it yet, Check it out. I could have got you a copy. I bought the last copy from my shop to send to somebody else. <laughs> so. That's actually one that I'm um, I'm actually trade waiting because I want to read it in a trade. Um, okay. That's how I, I read the first one. And because I enjoyed the first arc so much, I was like, I'm just going to trade wait this. I did get, I, I believe I got the, like, the first two issues in Floppy. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, uh, you know, all the books that we read and stuff. I, I kind of like a ruck a book you want to enjoy all at once. And that's how I decided to do that after two issues. And besides, you know, COVID happened and we yeah. couldn't slash in prices somewhere. So that one actually went off. But then after I watched 
the first movie I was like, oh man, I probably shouldn't have cut that because now I want to read it all. <laughs> Makes sense. And you know, the movie does spoil a little bit of this second arc. You know, that's why I say I'm not spoiling anything. The movie lets you know that that character's back, that character's no longer under the sea. You don't find that out till like issue three of this arc. That she's right, no because she was sea. supposed to be dead until mm-hmm. you've seen that the the last little part of the show mm-hmm. opening up for a second arc, a second movie. And one thing that's different in the comics is she's a pirate. In they're both pirates, her and Andy, in the comic book. And she and there's a mutiny, and she falls off the ship and goes under. So it's a different thing. She goes under, and so she sinks to the gr- bottom, and she sinks so low that she can't. You know, she just drowns every time she reawakens and stuff. So, so did those pirates get any booty? No, they didn't get any booty because they threw her overboard. <laughs> have you ever ate pirate booty? Have <laughs> I ever ate pirate? No, I have not. Um, a You've never seen it at the you? store, like a like like no no, it's an actual it's an actual food. No, <laughs> I see what you did there. No. Um, it's an actual food like you can get at Costco. It's uh-huh. kind of like, um, you ever seen like veggie straws? Yeah, I've seen it. I know what it is. Now that okay. I'm it out. Okay. So it's, it's like always usually near that okay. and it tastes like styrofoam. The kids always liked it, but I was like, oh, this isn't is it so, like diet popcorn? Like this. Yeah, it's, it basically. Yeah. It's, it's, it's better for you, uh, but that's because it's basically air. That's what I assume. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it's a. Uh, that's why I said it. it's called pirate booty, and I just be like, "Hey, did you guys grab a bag of that booty?" You know, <laughs> that type of stuff. But um, sounds like sorry, it tastes I had to like throw booty. It, in there. <laughs> it, it actually does. But um, I think we should switch yeah. books now. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's go from booty to bliss. Um, ah, I see all what right. you did there. And this, yes, this this book right here is um. Written by one of my favorite writers, uh, Sean Lewis, and one of the best artists I've ever seen, Caitlin Yarsky. Um, they both happen to do the book uh, Coyotes Together. And I think that's the only book that Caitlin's ever drawn, right? You know, I don't know the answer to that. I know she's done variants, and I think it's from Marvel, not DC. I know she's done some variant okay. covers. Yeah, because I know, like, and you know... Of course, because you've read Coyotes as well, that she's the letterist, she's the colorist, yeah. and she's she's the artist. Um, yeah. But now, uh, this book takes place in a city called Feral City, and there's a drug called Bliss that wipes away memories of mm. people. Um, our main character, he's a pretty good man. Uh, he's overwhelmed. He has a child that was born and has difficulties, so he needs... Um, so he has to make a deal, and what he does is he he makes a deal with like these godfathers of the city. Well, I thought they were godfathers, but the more that I look at it, it might it leads more to like a fantasy. So maybe they're like gods, and um, or demons, or what, or demons. Well, possibly, yeah. Um, because the the world that this is set up in is like kind of like a society today. It has a lot of um, you know. Like, bad things happen in certain parts of town. You know, there's extra crime. People are, they need to do things. And, you know, um, money is the way to deal with things. 
So um, our main character in this book has to, you know, knock off a few people uh, in order to save his son. Kind of like anything that happens in any uh, movie. But um, I definitely say that this is like a Breaking Bad taking place in a fantasy world. And mm-hmm. I truly like it a lot. It actually, I mean, when I read this first issue, I was like, hell yeah, because I had a lot of high hopes because, you know, Sean Lewis, everything he's read, like Thumbs, um, Clan Killers, Coyotes, I've enjoyed them all. Um, what's the other one? The, the, few. Um, the few. The few. Yeah, the few is kind of like Thumbs, but yeah, I've, I've enjoyed them all. Oh, and Saints. He did a book called Saints, and uh, I, I'm just a huge fan of his work, and actually Caitlin's as well, so I enjoyed this issue a lot. Nice. I haven't read it yet. I have it. I haven't got to it. Just been... You know, I got pushed a little to the bottom. Believe it or not, I haven't yeah. been spoiled by it either. You know, I thought by now someone would have spoiled. But that tells me maybe it's complex. People can't describe it in a tweet. <laughs> oh, you mean, or you think that people can't think, which <laughs> you can notice a lot on the internet. Yeah. So it's gotten by. <laughs> now, it's funny you talk about Caitlin Yerzanski. I follow her and watching her. She puts a lot of like how she does her art videos up there. And she's a painter. She paints a lot of yeah. this stuff. And it's just mind-blowing, the stuff she does. Yeah, I'm totally with you mm-hmm. on that. Just looking at her work is, is outstanding. I can't wait to read it. I've been Since it was announced, I've been following both of them and seeing little snippets and little pages and little everything. But, yeah, pretty excited to check it out. So, Well, my second one is kind of a spoiler-free um, advance copy that I want to talk about. I kind of pubbed it a little bit on the marking out show it's a wrestling comic book and it's gonna drop this wednesday on um comiXology it's the sixth issue of uh invasion um, from planet wrestletopia um you might have seen this they like i said it's six issues so they've been at this for a few years this is a fun fun comic. well first of all written by um matt entian and um ed kunhull uh, the art is by Kendall Good, colored by Gio Butler, and lettered by Sal Cipriano. But as a wrestling fan, what's really cool about this comic is the promo stuff. There's a character, Fred, that just talks like the honky-tonk man mixed with Dusty Rhodes all the time. Hmm. All the time. He like goes on for like six panels with just rhyming and, and profiling and strutting. And he's the bad booty daddy. You know what I mean? Just goes on and on and on. And it's just hilarious. It's really funny. And the art's excellent. There's a lot of in-ring action. Basically, we're looking at a story that is about... Back in issue one, there was a character that decided to go into business for himself. And he created his own belt. You know how wrestlers like to make their own belt? Like Moose over there in Impact. And he created his own belt Mm -hmm. and named himself the Intergalactic Champion. And somehow the signal went out into space. And the real Intergalactic Champion found out about it. So they've come to Earth... But it took them like 10 years to get to Earth. So now this guy is like, he doesn't get wrestling gigs anymore because he got blackballed for going into business for himself. And he's fat and he's overweight and all this stuff. But anyway, so they're coming to challenge him to prove they're the real galactic champions. And they're going to take over Earth and everything. So it's five issues of trying to get to the ring to fight him. And then this is the last issue where you finally have the culmination that they have their big fight and pay-per-view and all that stuff. And you have really cool characters. You have his mentor character. You have a cool little mini luchador. He's just a little mini. 
Um, you know, you have the the real tough female wrestler, and there's there's a big swerve at the end. You know what I mean? There's all all the things you'd expect from a good wrestling comic book. Uh, I think you'd really like it. I think it'd make you laugh. And like I said, the art is outstanding. Um, I was really impressed with it. Good looking book. Yeah, yeah. I own the first two in physical copies, I believe. Yeah, oh, okay. I do. Oh. But like we, you just keep saying well, the whole thing will be in Comicsology on Wednesday. Oh, all right. Um, I I just wonder, you know, with the intergalactic stuff, if they were inspired by the Beastie Boys a little bit. Um, <laughs> do you know that song? I don't. I do know the song, but I don't know if they were inspired by it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, but um, yeah, I'm definitely, I'll probably definitely be checking this out because um. I want to add, you know, the physicals with them. I, it's actually mm-hmm. on the shelf behind me somewhere, because they're yeah. A so the physicals books. not coming out Wednesday. It's just the okay. digital. So okay. they're just going Comicsology digital. I don't know when the physicals or when they're going to do a trade exactly. It didn't say in the information they sent, but right because yeah. they, there could be issues with um, printing due to this virus and stuff like that. Too. Yeah, there's all kinds of for the small publisher there's a lot going on for that, but yeah, I would definitely check it out. I'm not going I know I'm talking pub you're saying, "Well, he's just talking about cuz he likes wrestling comic books." But it's a really good comic. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's really well written. Yeah, I would check it out. Give it a look. It's something different. Always looking for something different, especially on the indie scene. You know, something that was different for me this week was um, the first issue of Chew. Um, I think it's called The First mm-hmm. Course of Issue one of Part 105, written and lettered by John Lehman, uh, drawn and colored by Dan Boltwood, which uh, was surprising to me because, um, you know, was it, uh, who is it, who used to, Rob Gilroy used to. Farmhand uh, guy. Yeah, he used to draw Chew. And uh, I couldn't really tell the difference, so I was like, "Wow, this yeah. guy's really doing a bang up job." But um, I guess for people that never read Chu, Chu, um, Chu t- uh, follows Tony Chu, and he has like a he gets uh, psychic impressions from whatever he eats. So, for instance, if he eats like a takes a bite of chicken, he can visualize the chicken from the from its uh, birth from the farm that it was all raised on, things like that, all the way up until he meets the butcher. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what he gets out of anything that he eats. Um, but also in this book, uh, Tony's sister's in it, Saffron, and uh, she's able to learn secrets from people by enjoying a meal with them. Mm-hmm. So she could eat with you and know exactly what you're thinking and things like that, which makes her a very dangerous criminal. Uh, if I hadn't mentioned Tony... Used to be a cop, but now he's a homicide detective in this book. Um, this book is uh, really interesting into for me because uh, both Tony and his sister's worlds collide. I like the beginning of the book uh, where it's kind of like a little mafia um, criminal uh, team forming, but then some people are getting food poisoning and everything happens wrong for them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is, but it, it's definitely a, it's a, it's definitely like you mentioned uh, with the last book of a funny book. This one actually is pretty funny and entertaining oh, yeah. as well. And I, I just I just enjoyed it. Um, I I can't wait. You know, the last panel where brother and sister see each other, they know something's up. So yeah. I can't wait to see what happens in issue two. 
Nice. Yeah, a couple of things that I thought of, because I read this one as well, is, okay, the original is Chew, the word Chew, C-H-E-W, mm-hmm. and this new one is their last name, which, because they're Asian, is C-H-U, and it's about the sister. And I'm going to just steal from Layman what he said in the back, because it is the perfect description. He said that this comic book is like what um, Better Call Saul is to Breaking Bad. If you've seen Better Call Saul... It's its own thing. They do cross paths and the timelines, like certain things that happen in Chew, they'll cross paths with which her story, the original Chew, but they're not going to be, they're not sequels. They're not exactly, they're going to be their own thing. And, and you don't have to have read the first, the other one to, to like this one is kind mm-hmm. of what he talked about. And I thought that was cool. And and then he talked about finding this new artist, how, you know, Rob Gilroy was busy with Farmhand and he wanted to find somebody that was similar, but also unique. And I think he captures all the neat things about Chu, this new artist. And yeah. I really liked it. I, I just, she seems like, you know, because our, the original character, the what's his name? Tony Chu? The, from Chu? His name's Tony. 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 He was yeah. a little more like, I don't know. He wasn't a very confident person. You know what I mean? The sister seems like she's got it together. Like she's right away. She's a firecracker. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's because Tony's always second guessing things because mm-hmm. he's a detective and um, his sister knows everything just by hanging out with people. Like <laughs> yeah. she knows how to hose her brother with, um, I'm not going to spoil it, but what food he can't <laughs> get past things. So yep. which it makes her like the perfect criminal. Exactly. But yeah, definitely check this one out. I'm glad I picked it up. Well, my last one, which has been my um, kind of my theme for the last few weeks, is I'm going to hit another AWA comic. You know, it sounds like a wrestling promotion, so I kind of like like it, AWA. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Resistance number three. I've talked about Resistance before, but this third one was really cool. Um, it was a contained story about, I don't know if you remember from before the Resistance, how... People got powers, right? There was a virus right. and people got powers. So we're following this young guy who's going to this, you know, it's kind of like the boys, you know how there's the Voight Corporation and they take the the heroes and they, they make them corporate? Yes. Well, that's what's happening here. Um, now in America, which we should have expect, you know, they're controlling the narrative. So anyone who has powers is the corporations taking them and they're giving them a costume and they're giving them a name and they're, you know, they're going to send them out. Depending on how powerful or unique you are, you might have to go to birthday parties, store openings, whatever. And this guy's going through the whole thing of it. We're seeing him being recruited. And, of course, he's realizing this is not what he wants to do. He wants to be a real hero. And there's an also this other crazy moment. There's a group of like six um, African-Americans that were from the same hood that got powers and they're like get they're arguing with the main guy they go we 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 see through your bullshit this is not what we came here for you know we want to protect our own community well no but if you go us you get paid and you can do all this everyone goes we don't care and they they walk out on it so you're seeing this this one ends with the guy he becomes a vigilante in other words so if you're not sanctioned by these corporations the cops can, can take you in for for being a hero but i just thought it was like a more modern take on the boys and how they're trying the government's trying to control these people already basically they're they're um registering them it's a registration act like civil war and they're keeping track of what powers they have who they are where they're at 
you know, all that stuff. So it was kind of like scary and dark at the same time. And it mixed in, like I talked about before, how the president has got a little bit of 45 in him. It, it visited back to that. So uh, there's a great. scene. That, yeah. That's so on, that, these that's Upshot the books, books are like finger on the pulse. Sweet. Yeah, I, that that book's like on the, uh, one of the books on the top of my um, pile to read currently next to Hotel 3, I think, because I just received those in the mail. But yeah, I can't, I can't wait to um, read that. And plus, next week, Bad, well, this week, Bad Mother came out this past Wednesday, but we'll probably get to it next week or the week after and let you know how that is because... Um, definitely going to focus on some more number one issues for sure um but uh a, a book that i want to talk about and i read three of the issues it's from scout comics um it's called north bend it's uh written by ryan ellsworth uh artist rob carey colorist dean condiff letterer thomas mauer oh, i haven't seen that last name in a long time that reminds me of baseball player joe mauer but <laughs> yeah it's a mm-hmm. sorry i just just got like flashbacks of bas- baseball um this book takes place uh the u.s is at war with russia and its own people as well um the country is at a verge of economic collapse and a political revolution sounds very current times huh uh <laughs> but All these our main comments, character <laughs> uh, yeah right <laughs> but uh our main character is a cia um recruit uh, he's actually a DEA, DEA agent. His name is Brendan Krug. And they recruit him to test an experimental mind control drug on unwilling uh, Americans. Brendan, of course, is compelled by his uh, sense of duty for his country. And he's fallen into like a lot of... He's having a lot of issues with his personal belief and also messing with the security of the nation. And this book is pretty wild. I'm like totally into it because, you know, I'm a huge fan of like uh, the noir stuff. But especially if you give me something that's like CIA and how like they're trying to like control your mind. Like you just mentioned the narrative. Um, Uh Then it's it's very realistic, especially when you throw in the part of um, they're at war with Russia and their people. Um I feel like that's very current too. So this is a book that really speaks to me and I, I really enjoy it. And I think Ryan did a really good job. The three books in, I think the fourth one has just came out, but I picked these all up at, um, you know, at the same time because I was placing orders, trying to collect all the AWA that I didn't order from DCBS. <laughs> and I found yeah. it at one of these uh, comic book stores and I'm like, yeah, I'll take a stab at these. And I picked up all three and I've enjoyed it. Um, Scout Comics has some really good books, and they're basically like books that were kickstarted and then they're thrown to, um, you know, put out on uh, to the mass market through Scout, which is really cool to me. Um, like oh, a lot of books, okay, like if, okay. have you ever heard of like um, Metal Shark Bro or like White yeah. Ash books like that? Like those uh-huh. were kickstarters, but then they were released, uh-huh. and Scout does a lot of those, which. I'm just keeping my eye on Scout and stuff because there might have been Kickstarters that I didn't get that I should have, and this is one way to do it. I'm trying to think if that's what happened. That's who's putting out that one Kickstarter um, about the softball girls. 
that might be Scout now that I think about it, now that you point that out. Because it was a Kickstarter oh, yeah, first. It, might, it huh. might be like the back of them. They have like a list of a bunch of traits that they offer up too. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just saying like, you know, we can always talk about image and things like that. But I wanted to like the past two weeks when I talked like a Scout comic in a source point press, I'm trying to give people some really indie stuff because I feel like there's a lot of podcasts out there nowadays that yeah. are... You know, wheeze in my juice, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone's talking kind of about the same thing, so I'm trying to mix it around, too. I, I hear you on yeah. that 110%. Uh, trying to change the narrative. Yeah. There's a lot more things out there. Try some stuff. Um, yeah, different comics. That's why I hit the Kickstarters. And I have a lot of Kickstarters. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and read them all, so it's probably what I should yeah. try to do. That's all I have for this week. You got any other comics to toss out, or is that? No, I, I, I mean, I guess if I want to mention something, I just, you know, wait till you read Gideon Falls' latest issue. Oh, I did, I did. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. I, Isn't it freaking wild? Yes. I don't know where the hell they're going with this thing now. I, I, <laughs> how I, did it? How did it all get all cyberpunk? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm on RoboCop or something. Yeah, it's like Blade Runner or RoboCop. I don't know what. To, I, that's why I think when I posted that one, I didn't even say anything because I didn't know what the hell to say. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. okay, and we're, I, we're, I'm we're looking, somewhere else. And I'm looking behind you. I see the last issue of Bad Reception. That was pretty, uh, pretty cool ending, too. I read that this morning, and I almost stopped. In the middle of it, I was so angry with the boyfriend guy or the fiance. Like his whole uh-huh. speech he gave just like touched a nerve with me that I got up and uh-huh. had to go to the kitchen. I mean, <laughs> kudos to the writer. I'm not, that's not an insult to the writer. I just, he wrote that character in such a way that I wanted to punch that dude that I had to like get up and like, <laughs> his whole speech of why he's like holier than thou speech. Yeah. Because he. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like but that Wando, had a crazy like, ending. That's yeah. That that's a definite um, book that I'm gonna be picking up the trade because I enjoyed it so much. Uh, plus, one nice. Doe did everything in that book. So yeah. So you ready to move on with uh? Yeah. All right. So we should go ahead and bring Joey in for some wrestling. It's time. It's time. Your career is over. You're a jobber. This is the worst town I've ever been in. We're here to get our justice! It doesn't sound like uh, Tamatunga has got super kicked by puberty yet. Elijo Del Nerdo, aka Joey Bagadonna. Hey, there he is. Alright, so Joey's joined us, so it's time to get our wrestling on. What's happening? Nothing, you know. Had a lot of wrestling to watch. Yeah, it doesn't sound like yeah. it. it. Sounds like you've been sleeping again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, did watch a lot of wrestling, okay. and I do got my half a dozen donuts. Did you watch Talking Shop of Mania? I did. Nice. Would you do I have to get into that right now? All right. Well, that depends. Well, let's no, open up the box donuts. of donuts real quick. Um, <laughs> we got the double chocolate donut with um. <clears throat> Andrew, do you think Talking Shop Mania got the Good Brothers more over than their whole entire WWE career? <laughs> than their WWE career? Hell yes. But not than their New Japan career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I think they're taking that same kind of character attitude to Impact too. If you've been watching Impact, because all their skits have to do with them getting with drinking and stuff. Like they just got. I don't know if you watched Impact yeah. this week. They got set up like if they had been drinking in the car and all that stuff. Yeah. So they're playing the, I get the beer really, drinking guy. They only took the big LG with them. I I get a big like um like a Hall and uh and Nash Nash, Nash and Hall feel from those two right now currently like that's how they carry themselves and i kind of dig that a lot oh you know they're big fans of them too so it's on purpose they're big mm-hmm. fans of, of the Hall that's where Nash. their bullet club came from so they yeah have to be. well didn't when he finally spoke on impact didn't he say oh what did he say oh yo or he said something and he said he's been wanting to say that as well. he said some razor ramon saying anderson did i'm gonna have to go back and look at that so did he say hey yo i don't know if he said hey yo or something he said something though that was a total razor ramon saying or on hall saying yeah so i think so what do you think yeah for sure yeah so what since we're on the subject do you have a favorite part of that uh show oh man did you guys see the boneyard the original boneyard Oh, like with um, uh, Undertaker and all that. No, we weren't watching WWE then. I seen a couple okay. of clips of it. Well, the the when he when he's down again and and Anderson's picking him up and he's all, no, no, you already killed me twice and all that stuff. Because <laughs> that those are like jokes that are going back to the boneyard and then all the stuff about how Uncle Allen, we couldn't save you, Uncle Allen, and all this stuff because he gets yeah. buried alive in the boneyard. All those little nudges were great. Totally. Mm-hmm. So it would be the boneyard for me. Boneyard for, for me. If, for me, it would be Enzo going through the gimmick table. <laughs> that that nice. was pretty sweet. He 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 still can take a bump. Uh, that the uh, tag team thing, you know, where they had the the eighties Russians and stuff. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That's all you had. <laughs> what about the Ric Flair? Oh yeah, like he had like weird. a 1997 <laughs> Corvette that said "woo" across the. <laughs> Do you know that that guy actually was paid Ric Flair money to put him over, and that he has made made like millions of dollars off of that gimmick. Wow! So he's like almost like a wrestling <laughs> impersonator, like in Vegas how they have like impersonators. Yeah, he, he was during the show. He was like, uh, "I wonder if he goes to birthday parties." <laughs> you know that's what he does. <laughs> totally, it's what he does. Oh, there are so many great moments. What about the like just random? You know, what's his name showing up? Oh, I can't remember his name. Player. Um, oh, Teddy Long. Yeah. Teddy Log, yes. Teddy Log just randomly showing up. Give me my money. <laughs> my money. On the podcast they said that the the redneck dude, the referee, asked if he could go hunting in their backyard, <laughs> like mid show. Like Okay. The one final reference that I enjoyed is remember Maria Canellas was um she was like standing next to the tree, uh-huh. but the dude like everyone else saw like this bigger girl and stuff, and mm-hmm. that was like a callback to the movie Shallow Hell, yeah. which was really cool. That was that good. was funny because I got that <laughs> and I was like, oh, I see what they're doing there. <laughs> oh fucking! What did he say to get to Maria? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He said, "I'll fuck Mike to get to Maria." 
<laughs> oh yeah, that, that thing was hilarious. I left it out. Um, Pepe came back. Also, very yeah. awesome. So very cool. <laughs> Is that what they called him, Pepe or Pepe? Pepe. Well, they called him Pepe because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because you can't say Pepe probably anymore. Yeah, it's probably, probably owned like by gimmick infringement. Yeah, the corporation. The corporation. All right. Well, the powder jelly donut. <clears throat> I have to admit, I'm not much of a fan of entertainment with my wrestling, but Wrestle House is over. Mm, I would agree. I like Wrestle House. I don't <laughs> like everybody on Wrestle House. Some people aren't funny. And they're not good. But Johnny Swinger, yeah. Johnny Swinger's (laughs) good. I'll give you that. Uh, (laughs) The Deaners are pretty good. I like the Deaners. Um, I like, um, not Rosemary, Sue Young's little gimmick where she's all, truce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's a few things on there. Joe walks around the house and laughs like, Joe walks around the house and laughs like Johnny Swinger. (laughs) Nodding my head and stuff. It's, hey, Johnny it's, Swinger it's was on Talk Shopomania. Yeah. Yeah. Was good. yeah. What? Yeah, he was. He made it. Johnny Swinger was on Oh, that's right. He was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do like her. Like, what the hell are you doing here? And Gallows was all mad about gimmick, gimmick infringement and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a smart way to do comedy. I, You know, there's good comedy and there's bad comedy. And I think they're doing overall a pretty good job with it. Um, I don't know. Do you feel like they're taking? Do you feel like they're taking shots at Russell House? Remember, um, or not Russell House? Oh yeah, the Legends thing at WWE. Yeah, in your house kind of thing. Yeah, I do. No, no, no. I I mean, everything's uh, about shots. The Legends House. It was like a network show on the network. Oh, I didn't see that. Maybe I they did. all lived in a house together. It's on. Sense. It's on like the WWE Network. It was like one of the first things on there. So if you had it like originally, I haven't seen it. I'll have to look for it. See, it's like, but probably yeah, it. It, probably. it had like Piper, Piper, and Mean Gene and um, Hillbilly Atlas. Jim. I think Atlas was there. Tony Atlas. They all lived in the house together. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. You never. I didn't think that? of that. No. I didn't think of that. I, I just thought they was just kind of like all reality shows like Big Brother or The Real World or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. I definitely, like, I would watch something like this, like, if it was on TV. Like, <laughs> I, would, I would definitely watch that because, I mean, what did Johnny Swinger say? That's a two-for-one swinger. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, and you just got yourself in a handicap match. He was like, two-for-one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're not supposed to be liking that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. I, I I think it's funny. I think it's smart, you know, because there's they don't they're not using crowd either. So sometimes their matches are kind of quiet, and their promos are a little too quiet. So I think it breaks it up really nice. Good for them. Yeah. So, um, move on to the glazed donut with um, uh, New Japan Cup 2020 USA starts tonight at 10 p.m. Um, winner of the cup wins the yeah. number one contender spot to face IWGP US heavyweight champion. Who's your favorite to win? Do you know who's in it? Because I could read it for you real quick. I know the two people I would decide who are going to win. So 
I don't. I mean, it's either for me, it's one of two people. I'm gonna go with Cobb. It's probably gonna be. Do the uh, do the listeners know who it is? It's not that many people. No, they probably don't know everyone who's in it. So we should probably just say. All right. Well, um, wait. What do you call that side? Like, is it different sides? So you got Carl Fredericks versus Kenta, Jeff Cobb versus Tonga Loa, and on the other side of the bracket, you got David Finley versus Chase Owens. And Brody King versus Tamatunga. So, we're not seeing... Like, last week, we really... Uh, I don't know if we said it on the show, but we were really talking about who... Like, wow, somebody could be there, but it mm-hmm. just... Just people who are already on the roster. Yeah. So... Well, Brody I'm, King. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. He's new. Yeah. yeah. I would go with... Um, I'm going to go with Kenta. It's a smart yeah. pick. I just want it to be different. I'd like it to be Cobb. Because I think a Cobb-Moxley match would be a lot of fun. Though we did see that in the G1. But think, wait, was I, it that I a match on see... AW2? Mox versus Jeff Cobb? Oh, it was wouldn't it be on AW. Yeah. Oh, was it on AW? It was. Yeah, I, I think that's right. yeah, one match. Whoops. <laughs> but <laughs> I, could, I could see David Finley as well, you know. Oh, is he still tag mm-hmm. team though? It doesn't matter. Juice is in Japan. Juice is hurt. No, Juice is hurt. That's why he's not wrestling. He announced that that's why he's not in it. He's actually hurt. Um, I wonder why Jay White wasn't in it. I don't know. Maybe because they didn't have somebody to go against him. Well, they could have pulled somebody. Probably because there's too many um, Bullet Club guys in this. Yeah, there's a lot. But they could have pulled out one of the tag team Bullet Club guys. Like, could have pulled out Tama or... Tagaloa, Chase Owens, but um, I picked Kenta. Tama and Tagaloa are there to eat the pin these first that first round. There's no way any of those two are advancing. I don't think so, at least. They're tag team guys. You think Carl Fredericks gonna beat Take Kenta? No, I thought Carl Fredericks might be finally getting a push, but then they put him against Kenta. There's no way Kenta's going out in the first round. Right. Like you guys said, right. he's either in I the think, finals or he's is. winning it. I think Kenta gets it, and then he goes back and takes belts away from evil mm, that makes sense all right well the maple donut uh we've got if you could take one wrestler from gcw to start a promotion who would you choose GCW. from gcw uh andrew's still a hater though <laughs> well you, you want i'll talk about that after i pick my wrestler um <laughs> he called uh, you a hater <laughs> i know he did um uh, shit i don't know mance warner okay i'm gonna like uh wait no you would pick that guy um, <laughs> you're gonna say chris dickinson no okay well then i pick tony deppin he's a great wrestler and great character you know yeah so tony vanilla deppin. i would definitely pick chris dickinson because i feel like he could be a star anywhere he's a big dude that can do crazy things and he's very much like a strong style like imagine davy boy smith jr but with more personality okay yeah this is to start your own federation though right uh-huh so yeah he built that around is that what he said? yeah 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 uh yeah okay. see at least i know mance is yeah, gonna so- tell me some promos yeah, but what's your problem with GCW? <laughs> All right. They had a great show. Here's my problem with GCW. 
and I don't want to go into it too much because it's been you don't have social media, but this has been a big topic on social media all week. Yeah. But there's okay. not enough women on GCW from I like women's wrestling. So if you don't have women's wrestling, you already are at kind of like on a negative on mine. At least throw in a couple matches, you know, and not just one woman against a dude, you know, some matches. That so that that's kind of my. The other thing is. I like storytelling, and this is more spots. It really is. It's two guys I've never heard of doing spots. I'm going to watch that Friday Night Lights one tonight because it's a it's an indie guy from like GCW. Cool. Versus a guy I've heard of from one of the other bigger ones. So I kind of get excited because the, the more known guy is giving a rub to this new indie guy. And I don't know. I just think it'll be a better match. But that's just my personal taste. So I'm not a GCW hater. I just straight indie... For me, when I don't know anybody and there's no story and there's no women, I don't know. That's where I fall. Hey, Kaylee, Kylie Ray looks really good on that show against uh, that Cole Radrick dude. They were, they had a good match. Yes, they did do Kylie Ray, and I watched it, and it was a pretty good match. But you know how they say inter, <laughs> you know how they say it's not believable for the intergender. I it felt that match wasn't believable because too. that little dude couldn't hurt her in a million years. Yeah. All right. Well, um, uh, Sprinkle Donut with, uh, uh, Monday was the first episode of AEW's Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament, The Deadly Draw. What's your thoughts after the first episode? Or, I don't know if you count as episode. I liked it a lot. I don't like that it's just on YouTube. And on Monday against Raw, so that hurts it. But, they brought out Medusa. They have Shaw Guerrero doing the ring announcing, which is kind of cool. And then Veda Scott is one of the best announcers in the business. She's easily the best female announcer. It's it's hands down. She's the best. But she's one of the best. I, as someone who watches a lot of Shimmer and Rise, she does announcing by herself a lot. And she brought so much to that match. You could tell she knew those girls. She knew their movesets. It wasn't like I just watched NXT today and it <laughs> feels like those guys are reading a list. Oh, and her powerbomb move that she does and she's a real tough cookie you know that that's nxt announcing they don't know anything about the woman where veda's like yeah she likes to do this and she's like that and you it's like talking the way tony and all them do for the and excalibur do for the men and taz she was like a taz that's the best way to do it. she yeah. was like a taz so i was really happy now brandy rhodes and Allie, eh but you know well, they're going to be. Mel looked pretty <laughs> decent compared to like the first time that she did. Of course, she had a job for Brandy, but I mean, um, you knew that was going to happen. But Brandy's also teasing the turn, just like um, Dustin mm-hmm. and Cody. Like the whole family is teasing the turn, which we uh, immediately in the beginning we thought it was going to be mm-hmm. Allie being the bad one. But and now the, the, it's yeah. Ellie is the face and Brandy is turning bad. Okay. The mm-hmm. the second match for me, um, yeah, really enjoyed it because I thought, oh great, they're gonna keep pushing yeah, the Nyla Rose, Brandy, and stuff, and I was quite surprised that Anna Jay and Tay Conte won, which was the better team. But wow, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that the loss for Nyla Rose. Even though her and Vicky said they were going to dominate the cup and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Conte looked great. Conte, you could tell that she has real training. You know what I mean? The NXT girls. Um, they, You know, they train them. 
when we'll get into that later but it's obvious that she's ready and she, and she looks great with Anna J that's you know what they need to pull Anna J out of new order or dark order cuz that's just going to interfere with this kick-ass tag team if you ask me all right now we got the Boston cream donut with um uh we know you're a huge fan of women's wrestling right Andrew uh who's your top 5 favorite women's wrestlers to watch so I've been thinking about this since your dad makes. I don't know if I want to like come up with five interesting ones or the five badasses. Yes. yes. I'm leaning towards the five badasses. And here's my criteria. Can you guys hear me? I don't know if you can hear me, but here's my criteria. My criteria is could this woman be a champion in any promotion? Like even WWE, could she, you know, fight Sasha and be a champion? If she could be in stardom, whatever. So these are my top five in no particular order that I feel they could walk in and they could be a champion wherever they're at. And you're going to see NXTs because I think they're the best. But but first, I'm going to hit you with an impact. Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray is over right now. And it's like, what have you done for me lately? So she's the to me, she's the best that they have an impact. I know Deanna's good, but I think Kylie is the whole package. Are you starting she's from just, the bottom? And then, he said no, no, I'm just going to say no particular order. No particular order because I don't want to get into that trying to rank. Okay, then regular NXT, Io Shirai. She, I mean, Asuka is probably a little bit better, but Io, I think, is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And when she gets up to Raw, she's definitely going to have the belts. So we have Io, we have Kylie. Um, Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox has the look. She's a perfect baby face, and she has the skill. She's a great wrestler. She gets stiff. She's very athletic. Off the things. Um, Shotzi Black. Blackheart. Uh, that chick can bump. She can bump like nobody's business. And she's just very energetic. She's perfect for Raw. She's kind of crazy. The tank. All that. Like I said, she, all these girls could go into AEW right now and be the champ. And then the last one, I almost picked Dakota Kai based on what she did this weekend. Yeah. But I'm going to go with um, Kaylee. Oh. Um, yeah. It's Ray, right? R-A-Y. Who's the uh, NXT UK champion. I think she's just really good, really stiff, um, good promo, and just, you know, she comes across as a real tough badass. So those are my top five. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got um, number one. I got my uh, Asuka because uh, she's the best. She's uh, very charismatic, but um, even though we don't, I mm-hmm. don't know what she's saying because she speaks Japanese, um, you know, I still understand where she's going. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> number two, Io Shirai. Like uh, Andrew said, she's one of the best <laughs> in the world. Uh, number three, I've got a, a tie between Tony Storm and Kyrie Sane, if she counts. Because uh, yeah, they uh, Tony Storm okay. is so like. So you're adding an extra person. If if she counts, if she counts, because she said she retired. All right, well then I would say Kyrie doesn't because she's semi-retired. But well, if she right, fights at stardom, well, then she's not retired. So yeah, she it's counts. Still a tie. <laughs> but then uh, number four, I got uh, B Priestley because she's a great heel. She's very dominant in uh, every country she wrestles in. And uh, number five, I have Kaylee Ray as well. Not Kylie Ray, Kaylee Ray, the one that the UK champion. The ones in the UK. Yes. The only one I'd have a beef with you on is Storm. The reason Storm doesn't make my list is it's what have you done for me lately? And I don't know what the hell WWE is doing. They've buried her. We haven't seen her do anything in a while, like, which is too like bad because she's so good. 
Because mm-hmm. yeah. she is, she's really awesome, but they don't do anything with her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if somebody I left out who could be on anybody's list would be like Mercedes Martinez or something. Uh, do you have a list yes. there? Oh, you're waiting for my list. Did you guys watch it real fast? Did you guys watch NXT um, this week? I seen the Mercedes Martinez part. Did you see that? Yes. I'm uh, I'm stoked for that yes. Martinez. Um, Martinez what's her name? Versus um, uh, Shayna Baszler. Rhea Ripley. <laughs> no, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Notice. Yeah. I didn't say either of those two girls, and they could be on your list. NXT has the best. I'm sorry. Right. Go for it. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to have to say um, Kylie Ray is probably like my top pick because um, I've watched her in multiple promotions. I like how she moves and AEW screwed the pooch when she left. Um, <laughs> uh, I think EO is definitely up there. I think, um, let's see. See, I didn't come prepared like you guys. I'm always prepared. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh I would say before <laughs> this booking, Rhea Ripley would be my top in my top three. Yeah. Um, she's not booked fairly. We know she's dominant. She's she's a beast, but they want to take that rub away for some reason. I don't get that. Um, yeah. I would say Diana De- Perazzo. I love her strong style, things like that. Uh, her mat work, and another person that she reminds me totally of is Shayna Baszler. I think she needs to be back in NXT because they don't know how to do her right either. So I would put her in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The Tony Storm, um, Rhea Ripley thing, I don't know what WWE is doing. Both of them were so hot about six months ago. And now they're just jobbing. I hope the Mercedes Martinez is not a way to just make Mercedes look good. And it's a way for both of them to look good. The only thing I'd say why I didn't pick Perrazzo Fred, as I said, a champion in any promotion, and WWE didn't use her. So I was like, okay, she couldn't be a champion in NXT. So that'd be my only thing. But yeah, and going back to your Oscar really fast. Yeah. She's amazing because she can be a mean heel and she can be funny. She can be either or. No, because like in NXT, she had the. Uh, undefeated streak where she was the top and she was like, yeah. 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 yeah she could be anything. <laughs> Do you guys like uh, shout yourselves out or something? No. Do we shout? Do we shout? No. Well, I'm going on vacation this week. Woohoo! Where are you going? California. Oh. That's like right across the street. California's right across the street. Going to Northern California. That would not be across the street. That's a long ass drive, but we're flying. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I um, guess that's it. That's it. All right. Well, uh, uh, looks like I got something from our producer. Uh, <laughs> ask your doctor if Indie Alley is right for you. There you go. And that's it. Bring on, man. <laughs> Now old man sir, gonna do two things, no, three things, I'm gonna hit the pie window, I'm gonna get my lock bears on that light here, and then I'm gonna get me some gold, it's about time old man sir get some gold.